Shabbos, Perkhaf, Mishnah Base 22. In the previous Mishnah, we had said that one may not use a strain or a filter to filter his wine on Shabbos from the, the dregs at the bottom. Here we're going to say that there are certain very similar acts that one could do on Shabbos. The first is, Nosnin Maim Agabi Hashemarim Bishvil Shiyitzalu. Barthana brings two separate Peshatim, what this is referring to. Um, the first is that the shemarm are those, the dregs, the leaves at the bottom of the wine, and they end up in the masnenet, in that filter. So if one would pour additional water through those dregs left inside the filter, so he'd get sort of like wine-flavored water. And the Mishnah here is saying, according to the first shot in the Barthana, that is permitted. So it's saying, Nosnin Mayim, you may pour water, al gabe hashemarim, atop of those dregs sitting in the filter, bishvil shiyitzalu, um, so that the those dregs get um, clear, they're cleared out, meaning cleared out of their remnant wine inside of them. The idea being that you're able to get, like I said before, this like wine-flavored water and get the very last drops out of the sediment. Now the reason why you would think that is not allowed to be done is because it seems like you're running the water and wine through a filter, which we said you couldn't do. But here, the the water is coming in essentially clear, going out clear. You're not filtering anything out of the water. Um, And what's coming out of the other side is all of what you want. Nothing really is being left behind that you didn't want. So you're not really separating the bad from the good. It's water coming in, water going out. Now, it is true that the water is temporarily mixing with the sediment to make something that you might think is a mixture of sediment and water inside a top of the filter. And if you look at it like that, you might think it's now being then being separated out again. Um, but the Allah is that if the way you're adding the water to the sediment is a way that it can never stay mixed because it's sitting on a porous filter, so that is not considered to be a tarovus mixture in the first place. So you're not undoing a mixture. The water is just passing on through and taking some flavor and a bit of wine with it. So that would be okay. That's the first shot in the Bartanura. The second shot in the Bartanura is that the water is going on top of the stuff left at the bottom of the wine, those dregs, but those dregs aren't sitting inside a filter at all. They're sitting in the bottom of the like the wine barrel. So you poured out most of the wine, leaving the dregs at the bottom. Now you want to capture the last bit of flavor from those dregs. So you add water to the almost empty wine barrel, creating new, you know, again, wine-flavored water. So there that's going to be permitted to be done, according to the second shot in the and that shouldn't be a problem at all, of course, because there's no real um, brayer, no borer happening, not separating anything from anything else. Um, but just be careful, if you, if you would be doing something like that, so you have to be careful when you pour out the, from the container that you don't um, use the edge or lip of the container to separate the solid still in the liquid from the liquid that comes out. That would be borer. So um, it's not our case exactly, but the same kind of thing. If you would have, um, for argument's sake, um, bits of lemon inside your water. So to pour out the, use the, you know, decant the water from the container and use the edge of the water container to hold back the bit of lemon from coming out with it, that would be borer and not allowed. So you can't do that similar action if you're according to the second shot in the bartender. You wouldn't be able to do that when you're pouring out the wine-flavored water from the jug. That's the first case of what yes may be done, and two shots from what we're talking about in the Bartanur. The second case of the Mishnah is that she yim sanin es hayayin busudarin 
ubekfifa mitzras. You're allowed to strain out wine in um, rags, I'll call them, cloths, and also with kfifa mitzras, so something like, a, think of like a wicker basket. So the case here, according to the Bartunura, is that you have small white flakes that are um, that have emerged as precipitate in the wine. This is probably um, tartaric acid crystals, and they're really harmless, even in the 21st century, although in America you don't like tartaric acid, and they usually do some kind of like, um, before they bottle the wine, they, they do some kind of kind of a like cold separation of the of the wine. But in in, in the in Europe, they look at it as a sign of that the, it shows that the wine was fermented slowly and the grapes left on the vine for a long time, and these tartaric acid crystals emerge from it. They're harmless, and because they're harmless, and people don't really care about them. Um, so when you're filtering them out, you're not really doing a significant active filtration, um, since most people don't care about them. And that being the case, um, one is yes permitted to pour such wine through some kind of filter because it's not really a significant separation and you're what you're getting out is what you put in, just wine, and that's okay. Now, there's a side point here, which is, according to many, you wouldn't be able to use some kind of like cloth, the sudar, and a sudar is like a, a cloth, a kerchief, something like that. You wouldn't be able to use some kind of um, cloth as your filter for your wine if it wasn't miyuchad, designated as a wine filtration cloth. The reason why is because there could be a concern that you'll come to squeeze out the liquid from that cloth afterwards, and, and in so doing, to sort of clean it out, you'll be over the a toll of malabin, of cleaning fabrics, of schit, of squeezing out the liquids. So um, according to many, if you're going to be using sudarin cloths, they have to be specifically cloths that are designated as the wine filtering cloths. Okay. Again, kfifa mitzras, some kind of like wicker basket that would catch those little white crystals on their way out. Fine. Next case is venosnen beitza bemasnenes shel chardal. You are permitted to add an egg to a like a filter that had been used to filter mustard. So Barthur again gives two pshatim here. Oh, I'm sorry. The Barthur gives one pshat. The Barthur's pshat is that you've on erev Shabbos you you basically ran some mustard paste through a filter. And what's left behind inside the filter now is is your is your mustard that was done before Shabbos. That's fine, but the that mustard left inside the filter you want, but it gets kind of like I guess blackened, dark, and sort of unsightly. And the custom was to add egg to the that food at the bottom to make it more like lighter and clear and more palatable, more look nicer. So that's what you're yes doing here, and you're allowed to do that. According to Bartanura, the issue seems to be um, that even though when the egg mixes with the sediment at the bottom of the filter, the mustard sediment, so some mustard bits that you were trying to separate out now will effectively go through the filter, and so you've sort of done an additional filtration of the mustard, and that would be potentially borer. It's allowed because it's insignificant. You're not really intending for it. It's just what you're really doing is, is not for that, and the change is not significant anyway, so that's, that's permitted. Most other uh, Roshonim and the Shulchan Aruch focuses not on the bits of mustard that might be um, now filtered better, but rather that the egg could be filtered. That is to say, um, if you run an egg through a filter that's like clogged up now with mustard bits, so then mustard seed pulp, so then the egg yolk will is thinner and runnier and will pass through the filter, whereas the albumin, that egg white, is thicker and will stay atop 
in the clogged filter and not pass through. So essentially, you've separated egg yolk from egg white. And the concern, therefore, is that might be a case of, of, of bore and disallowed. But the Mishnah is saying, according to those who are shown them, that's not a problem because, anyways, you're not separating och from solus. You don't have an objection to either egg white or yolk. You want them both. Um, it just happens to be separating because you're running through this filter and you're doing it for the purpose of coloring and making the the uh, the mustard more palatable and not for separating egg at all. Okay, the last case of the Mishnah is va'osin inomlin b'Shabbos. You can make inomlin, or sometimes it's called in the Gemara yenomlin uh, on Shabbos. This was a mixture of wine and honey and pepper together. You could think of it maybe something like sangria. It's like a drink, a spicy wine drink. And the preparation was quite a big to-do, a lot of effort, and oftentimes it was done in large quantities. So the concern is you might have thought this is like uvn dechol, you know, on Shabbos because it's like a weekday activity. It's maybe tirchi it's a it's a lot of labor involved in setting up this, the whole process of making the drink. Um, but the Tanakama says it's not a problem. If you're making it for Shabbos, you can do it in any quantity. We're not concerned about it looking or being too much of an effort. And therefore, you could do it. So that's the Tanakama. You can make the Enomlin on Shabbos. Rabbi Yudah Omer, Bishabbos um, Bakos. If you're making it on Shabbos, you're limited to doing it at one cup at a time worth of Enomlin. So it's a very um, small amount. Again, the idea here being we don't want it to be too laborious and too demanding on you. Um Tov Belagin. If you're doing it on Yom Tov, so then you can do it in a larger quantity and like like a Lagin, like a flask worth. So it's like a you know a bottle a bottle of wine worth of stuff a pitcher of it that would be okay, um, and on b'moed and cholamoed you can do even b'chavis even a large amount the whole a whole barrel for all the stuff, um, so he's much more lenient. Rabbi Tzadik Omer Hakol Rabbi Tzadik says no it just depends on how many guests you have you can make as much yenomlin as you need to feed all your guests. So the truth is that could be a chumra or a kula compared to a Yehuda. Because if you have a lot of guests, you're allowed to make a lot, even on Shabbos and Yom Tov. If you have just a few guests, so let's say on Yom Tov, you can't make even a whole flask. You have to make just one cup at a time because you have, you know, one cup one for one guest. Something like that. Okay, So that means, yes, you're allowed to make Enomlin on Shabbos. Um, the Mishaburah says that you shouldn't go to the great efforts of mixing it thoroughly and making the recipe with all the bells and whistles because that is a really a big job on Shabbos and therefore considered to be Tirchi Yasera. But to simply make the preparation by mixing the wine with the pepper and honey um, and getting the recipe just right, that is going to be okay in terms of the quantities and so on. Um, And you could do that, yes, on Shabbos.